Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com hi everybody it's your on a mother level bachelor bonus and i have a brand new guest recapper for you today you guys are gonna love him yes him i have a guy with me today and his name is zay davis he is awesome and he has a great perspective that you are really going to enjoy when we talk about the overnight fantasy suite dates on the matt james season of the bachelor Being a black man living in the Quad Cities, he also volunteered to talk about some of the racial issues going on in Bachelor Nation right now. And so he has some perspective on that that you will be interested to hear. So let's bring him on in. It's Zay. Yes, I live in the Quad Cities. Um, I was born in Glendale, California, but I was raised here in Davenport. And um, I'm a local pop artist. You know, I produce and write music. And uh, me and my band, we're currently gearing up for tour in between that. You know, I like to indulge in The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, uh, Bachelor in Paradise, um, because it's so entertaining, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I started watching during uh, Colton season, I believe, and I've been hooked ever since, you know? Okay, so not to get too far off track, but like, this has probably been a rough year, like not being able to tour, you know, not being able to perform. Oh, yeah, totally. At the beginning of the year, I mean, I had all my shows canceled, you know, I had to cancel all my shows. And thankfully that, you know, things are opening up now. I'm able to get back on track. You know, I got a couple gigs this weekend for uh, St. Patty's Day. Yeah, so we're, I'm ready to hit the ground running, you know. I mean, you know, obviously people want to stay safe out there. And that's something that we're really conscious of as well. So looking forward to, to, to keep moving. <laughs> so let's, let's dive in here. And I want to just start with the general question of like how you think Matt is doing as a bachelor. I think Matt is, you know, a great guy. He's got strong family values. You know, he's got a great career. And most would say, you know, he's the total package and a great fit for the show, you know, and the work that he's doing in New York um, for the youth, you know, it's definitely something to be celebrated. Do you think that's translating on screen? Do you think people are like getting to experience him as a person? Yeah, I mean, he seems like a really genuine guy. I know there's a couple things that people have had an issue with, like him kissing with his eyes open, <laughs> you know, and, and the, um, and the uh, whole, uh, thank you for sharing that line. But, you know, it's, you know, he's doing a great job and, and I think he's doing phenomenal. So he's down to three, which, okay, I don't think I realized this until Chris Harrison said it. We had 38 women this season, 38 yeah. women. Lot. That's a lot. <laughs> Imagine trying to like eliminate 37 women. 
I know I couldn't do it. You know, I mean, that's a lot of people, um, but he's doing a great job. And, and, you know, it would just be, it's hard to, to balance those emotions and, and balance the, that thing. But, you know, the whole premise of the show is to find love. I think he's doing a good job at that. Yeah, Have you had job. any favorite women along the way? Who's really stood out to you? Even oh, yeah. if they're gone now, who's really stood out? Yes, I have. Piper. <laughs> Piper is my favorite. I know she's a, a, a fan favorite as well, um, but I think she's got a good head on her shoulders. You know, she's genuine. She's got a great personality and great smile. Um, and I personally think that her and Matt, you know, had great chemistry. I think a lot of people were surprised to see her go after they had, like, what appeared to be more chemistry than some of the other women at yes, that stage of the game. Yeah. Yeah, and I definitely was surprised too. You know, she was in there for for a while. You know, I would love to see her as, you know, maybe the next Bachelorette or, you know, at least on Bachelor in Paradise, you know, because I think she's a phenomenal woman. Yeah, I think we'll see her in Paradise. I think that's that's a given for sure. I think people like her. (laughs) Yeah. So the big thing this episode happened Mm -hmm. right off the bat and we've got this conversation with Matt and his dad. That was, I'll, I'll say this, that was pretty hard to watch because- I kind of felt like that that should have been a private conversation. And, you know, Matt was crying. You could tell he was very emotional. Um, But there's a few things he said during that conversation that really stood out to me. He's afraid of going deep when it comes to, you know, tough conversations. And um, I can definitely see how, you know, his relationship with his dad might have affected that. You know, he's put up walls. um, He's guarded. You know, his dad kind of you know, stepped out and, you know, created other families, you know, watching that his, you know, I'm not gonna lie, it was a little awkward. Oh um, gosh, yeah, it was a lot it awkward. Was awkward. <laughs> it was awkward, yeah. You know, Matt comes from a broken home. And one line that Matt really said that hit me hard was when he said, um, he didn't, his dad would show up with shoes and, you know, pizza and stuff. And then Matt goes, well, he, I didn't need shoes. I didn't need pizza. I needed a dad. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I really like how they um, they reconciled at the end. His dad humbled himself and he apologized, and you know Matt forgave him. And I definitely, you know, can see how important that was to Matt. You know, family relationships are complicated. I mean, we all know that, mm-hmm. right? I feel like his dad, I wrote down, has some growing up to do. Because his dad, I felt like, was deflecting and sort of in denial about, like, why, like, he sort of acted like, what happened between me and your mother has nothing to do with you. And it's like, of of course, it has everything to do with you. I realize that, you know, like, you know, a marriage situation is different than a parent-child, but but I just didn't like how dismissive he was that, that that would have any effect on him. Exactly. Yeah. And he really was. And I think that he didn't realize um, the gravity of how that affects a kid. You know, yeah. when you're a kid, I mean, you're, you're definitely more vulnerable, you know, to a lot more emotions. And, you know, there's probably some subconscious things that are going on because of what his dad had done to the family. And, you yeah. know, it's unfortunate. But I definitely agree with you that he was dismissive. And there's one thing that his dad said, I, I, I'm glad Matt pointed out, he said that, you know, I'm here to, to celebrate, you know, your success. And like, it's not about that. He said, you know, it, it, it's about 
you. It's about us mending our relationship. If I yeah. wanted to celebrate, I'd go to Chuck E. Cheese. You know? I love <laughs> that line because it was like, I mean, I that was a dagger right there. That was like, get out of here. It was. But I think yeah. that reflected how the producers sold the conversation to him. You know, I don't yeah. think, I think Matt, you know, knew he had this stuff to unpack with his dad. And then the producers are mm-hmm. like, hey, like, come, you know, say what's up to Matt. Like, you know, that'll be great. And yeah. the dad, I think, is like, wait, <laughs> like, that's yeah. not what I thought we were here to do. Which, again, exactly. like, is the dad being sort of in denial about what their relationship is really like or like how Matt's felt all these years. Well, I definitely, I think he is because, like I said, he he didn't really realize the gravity of the situation. I can see that his dad did not, you know, they said that Matt said that this is the first time that they had ever, ever talked about that, you know, or they ever had a, a deep conversation about that. His dad seemed pretty new to it as well. But, you know, I, I really like that Matt, you know, kept his ground and, you know, kept his head together through all that because they don't have that relationship. You know, no. most people have a great relationship with their parents. And, and um, I can see how that hurts Matt that they don't. But yeah, the, it was very new to both of them. I could definitely tell. Um, but like I said, I'm totally glad that they figured it out at the end. Um, but there's another thing that Matt said too, you know, it's not just, you know, just, it's not just going to be this one thing and then everything's fine. You know what I mean? It's going to be a process, you know, there's some healing to do there. And so I can only hope that, you know, they, they, yeah, they can mend their relationship and move forward as a family and hopefully become a lot closer. Matt says like, how do I avoid making these mistakes, you know, in my own relationship and, Yeah, it just, like, you can tell that Matt really wants to be the partner that his dad was not. Exactly. And, you know, I like that Matt says that, you know, sees his dad, you know, he loves his dad, but he knows the kind of person that he doesn't want to be. Matt says he has a lot of fear on what commitment looks like because of their relationship. And I could totally, you know, agree with that. I can see that because... You know, he says it's not fair to him or the women that he has these walls up, you know, and I agree. Yeah, because, you know, when, when you're getting into a relationship, you want to be vulnerable. You want to be able to let your walls down. And if what happened, you know, by Matt growing up in a broken home says anything, it, it says that, you know, he doesn't want to screw up. You know, he, he wants to find a relationship and he doesn't want the same thing to happen, you know, that happened between his family. He, yeah. I can tell he wants to be there for, he wants to have children and he wants to be there for his kids, you know? You so um, any other lasting thoughts on the dad before we move on to Michelle? Michelle, um, let's see. Um, I will just say, you know, those are tough conversations to have. And, you know, I really commend Matt, um, like I said before, for, you know, keeping a good head on his shoulders and staying grounded throughout that, that conversation, because, you know, that was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. And it's hard anytime, you know, we see somebody emotionally struggling, especially on the grand scale that he is because he's on a national TV show. And so, yeah, I'm glad he stayed grounded. And I really hope that they can move forward and, and mend their relationship. There's a lot of people who need to have conversations like that with their parents and never will let alone do yeah. it on a TV show. Exactly. Oh my God. I know. I, know. <laughs> I do not envy him for that. that. Takes a lot of guts. <laughs> so off yeah. we go. Here's Michelle. 
they're on uh-huh. a um, Pennsylvania Dutch spa day, as it was described. Yeah. And the first thing they did was that like disgusting oatmeal soak. Yeah, I wrote down like I'm like I have no <laughs> idea what that situation was. Oh my god! And didn't she put a little bit of it in his mouth or something <sighs> like that? Ew! Oh my god! Ew! <laughs> It, it it was very um it was a very interesting day you know I, I I can't imagine what that would feel like you know or how long it's been sitting there or how long that milk has been sitting there maybe it's been sitting there for a week and it could be spoiled or something you know <laughs> but uh you know they they cover them, themselves in butter you know I thought the vibe went really really well I do I thought the vibe hey, went really, really well. I'm gonna fully except, disagree except with you on that oh did you really okay really the vibe was terrible. Oh, okay. Why, why do you say that? Did you notice how much silence there was? There was a lot of not talking. Yeah. And then when they were right. talking, I mean, I wrote this down because it was so like, why aren't you talking uh-huh. to her? At one point he was like, so which was more relaxing? Was it the massage or was it the soak? <laughs> and I was like, God, who cares? You've probably spent 48 hours with this person in general. And the only question you have for yeah. her was like, which was more relaxing between two <laughs> relaxing things, which was the most relaxing, right. like what compelling conversation. Uh-huh. And I feel like, especially uh-huh. when you get down to these like last episodes, when they're yeah, only yeah. talking about the present moment, it's usually because yeah. they don't actually have anything to say to one another. When there's a lot of like, this yeah. is amazing and wasn't that relaxing, it's because they don't have right, anything right. to say. Think about like how you would be with like a woman you're yeah. really vibing with and you're like, right, right, right. did you feel relaxed? Like, no, like you would <laughs> like, you would say like, but tell me why oh, you liked really? the vibe. Tell me why you liked it. Well, I, I, I like the vibe because Michelle and him, I believe, have a lot of chemistry. Maybe I w- wasn't as, you know, focused on, you know, the, the talking. And I will say this is like, um, you know, I'm just thinking they're having a good time or something. Yeah. Seasoning, seasoning themselves with butter and all that, you know. Um, <laughs> they, they've only known each other, I think, what, six weeks? Is that how long it goes? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, very, yeah, very it's limited not- time. If I was on a date, you know, I'd be chatting up a storm, you know, I'd, I'd be, you know, really wanting to dig in and, and learn more about her, you know, learn more about her family. You, you hit the nail on the head when you said the majority of what they talk about is all present. And, it's, and I realize it's they're not going to get into like religion and politics, but like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, they just didn't have, to me, they don't have that like natural banter. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. And, um, I will definitely say that, you know, out of the three girls, I think Rachel, you know, I think she might be the one who, who takes the cake in this. I've heard a lot of rumors and everything, but I will say, so in, in my opinion, Matt and Michelle have a really, I don't know I want to put it, like honey stagey relationship. You know, there's totally. chemistry there, but it seems very like honey stagey, you know, um, and that can only last for so long. Yeah, and, and I feel like with Bree, um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure um, on him because on him with her because she had said that you know she quit her job and left for to be on the show, you know, and that that definitely that's a lot of pressure for anybody. Oof. You know what I mean? And on top of that, he's he's the only Rachel's the only one that he said that he's falling in love with. You know, bingo. Yeah, she's the only one. And so you know he's had a chance to you know he's he's had the other girls confess their love for him. 
but you know he's either just kissed them or said thank you for sharing you know the infamous <laughs> line um, um, but, but you know I, I really I really think that you know Rachel's gonna take the cake in this and you know I, I do like their chemistry um, she seems like she's all in you know as Michelle's date was winding down there are a couple moments where they yeah. keep cutting to Rachel and how Rachel's having a hard time with the week. And yes. so we see, we see her like eventually yeah. talk to Matt about that. But I thought, wow, if you're cutting away from Michelle's date to wonder what Rachel's up to, like, I felt exactly. like that was a little nugget of a clue for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, I definitely think that uh, the producers know what they're doing, you know, when they do that, <laughs> you know, but she did seem like she was taking it pretty hard as anybody would if you're, if the person that you care about and the person that you've fallen in love with is on a date with somebody else, you know? It's also important to note that this is a um, strange season in the sense that usually the women aren't together. They don't see each other. Whereas now right. they're like checking back in with each other and yeah. they see the fireworks and like, that's all very, <laughs> very awkward. They know the overnight dates happen. They know that's a part of it, mm -hmm. but, but this is rare where they're like confronted and they've got to look at that woman when she comes back from the date and you're like, oh, hey, like, oh, I, how was you your know, night? <laughs> right. That's definitely got to be pretty awkward. They all know what they signed up for. You know, they, they put that in the back of their head almost as like, Oh, it's not, you know, that they, they don't pay conscious attention to it, even though they know that's what's going on. Right. You know, right. So, but they put it in the back of their head. You have you know? to, otherwise you'd be a wreck. <laughs> you have to. Yeah. You know, and Rachel said that she was, you know, it was a really hard week for her, you know, when they, they got to their date and, um, uh, and you could tell she was flustered when she was walking up to Matt, you know, she had oh, that yeah. look where, yeah. And she had that look where it's just like, okay, something's not entirely right, you know, but, you know, I definitely think it was good that, you know, she stopped the conversation or no, she stopped what they were doing, which was Potter in. Personally, I think, you know, pottery is always a good first date, <laughs> you know, but she wasn't enjoying herself. And I really respect that she stopped everything and said, hey, I have to talk to you and get these emotions off my chest, because if I don't talk to you, if I don't figure, you, figure out where you're at, then I don't know if I can continue to do this, you know? She clearly has like a comfort level to have done that with him. Whereas I don't yeah. know, um, I don't know if the other women feel safe enough in their yeah. standing with him to have done that, you right. know? So I think that spoke, that spoke to their chemistry also. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I definitely think it takes a level of self-confidence to do that. You know, mm -hmm. you gotta have a lot of confidence and you have to know that you're comfortable with that person that you're going to, you know, do that way. You know, most people, they would just kind of allow themselves to wallow and wait until that opportunity to where they sit down, you know, at the dinner and then say something or, you know, um, if they say anything at all, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> and I will say another thing, you know, I really like how Rachel put into perspective about Matt and his dad's situation. And she really dove into, you know, how he felt about that. And I really think he appreciated that. And that's one reason that I think, I think that's one thing that sets her apart too, you know, yeah. from the other girls. Yeah, because I, I thought it was interesting that he told all three of them about the conversation with his dad, you know, like, yeah, and it sort right, of felt right, like right. we were hearing him say the same thing three times, but you're right. Like each woman kind right. of handled that. Their reaction was a different. little bit different. And, and like I said, I definitely think Rachel really dove in and I think it showed Matt 
that she actually understands them. And, mm-hmm. you know, not to say that the other girls don't, but on a different level. They connected in that moment. And I just felt a different energy from that, you know, when I was sitting there and I was watching him and I was listening to Rachel talk, he just had a different energy about him, you know, hearing her say these things about the situation with him and his dad and how he wouldn't be the person he is today if certain things didn't happen. I think overall, Mm -hmm. and like my notes just say like, he's the most responsive with her, you know, where he's not just kind of like letting them have their side of the conversation. He engages without reservation with Rachel. That's a perfect way to put it, you know? He's definitely engaging. At the beginning of the season, you know, when Rachel was there, one thing that I like that Matt said was, she she's never really come up to him or showed much initiation, but she showed a lot of confidence, you know? And I can tell that he liked that, you know? And she was always, she, she seems really into him, you know? I think that, you know, stood out to him. She shows that level of confidence. I remember recapping back when he said that because I thought like, Uh wow, like that's what women need to be going for. You know what I mean? All these women show up and, you know, try to be the most sexual or try to be the most, you know, the most risque. But but what Matt noticed was was just her and her presence. And it was like such like a, a reminder, like women, like, hey, this is what gets noticed. You know, you don't have to be over the top. Right. You don't have to wear a crown. Exactly. Or, or, or bring, you know, certain items to, you know, just to, <laughs> to try to impress them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, it's a weird dichotomy because it's like fighting for, you know, the attention of Matt since he's the bachelor um, is one thing, but also being so confident within yourself to where you're comfortable with, you know, your relationship and, and to where you just kind of want to chill. I mean, it's one of those things that's hard to weigh, you know, you, you kind of got to find the middle ground between that. She, she definitely found that, that middle ground, you know what I mean? She didn't mm-hmm. have to interrupt the date tension, um, but she found that middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Do you want to circle back then to Brie? Brie yes. is on the camping date and yes. <laughs> set up that <laughs> stupid tent because we just talked about the Michelle thing. See, I thought mm-hmm. him and Bree do have that natural banter that him and Michelle really? do not have. Yeah. I mean, they were like laughing okay. and like, we saw like that yeah, moment with the snow, the s'mores and like, there the was just s'mores, a lot of yeah. laughter. And I thought yeah, there him and Michelle was silent, but him and Bree okay. are at least like enjoying their, each other's company. You know, they're, they're, they're a little bit more engaging. I can definitely see that. Um, the s'more scene was, you know, hilarious. <laughs> I love that, you know? And, but I will say this, that's one of the things that I wish this season uh, would show more of, you know, more of the banter back and forth with the women because, you know, a lot of people say that there is a lot of, the, they, they focused on a lot of the drama totally. you know, in the season. Yeah, and it's like, um, it's like, you know, show us those moments where, you know, they're laughing, they're getting together, they're having fun, they're in a tent. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, scenes that they cut that they could have put in there that would have helped us as an audience build that emotional connection with these people and get to know who they are better. And that would also help us understand the type of relationship a little bit better that he has with these women, you know? Yeah, completely agree. I feel like the women's personalities have been like either being the drama or running from the drama or ignoring the drama, but yeah. it's never been like who they are. Yeah. And, you know, that's a little unfortunate, um, you know, with, with other seasons, you know, 
I've, I've definitely, you know, connected more, you know, and, but I definitely, you know, did notice that, you know, they were having a lot of fun and, you know, I would like to see more of those scenes. Um, I also thought it was really funny that <laughs> Bree thought that they were literally going to camp in the woods. You know? <laughs> she thought that that was going to be their fantasy, their fantasy suite. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't blame her. Cause it's like, and then you're like, okay, well, I want to be like super cool and go with the right. flow, but also this seems awful. <laughs> all these girls get this, these lavish dates or whatever. And, you know, Matt takes Brie hiking, but they have a lot of fun. And, you know, she's literally just, you know, sitting there and thinking that, oh God, are we literally going <laughs> to sleep in here tonight? You know, what, what is going on? You know, I want to be, she wants to be wined and dine like any other woman. You know what I mean? You bet. <laughs> you bet. She comes out and says like, are you ready to get engaged? Talk yeah. to me about that conversation. What did you think about his answer? He wants, I, I think that he wants to, to do the right thing. I, I definitely think he is ready to get engaged, but you know, he's got those walls up, you know, and it's gotta be with the right, it's gotta be with the right girl. It, it, it was, it was a little bit more pressure on him. You know, it's like, I'm on the show. It's, it's what, you know, it's like, I'm on the show, you know, this is what I'm here for. Um, you know, I've been taking you on dates, you know, I've been showing you that I care about you. Of course, of course, you're going to want to be ready for that, you know, or else you wouldn't be there, you know, so I just felt like that was a little bit more unneeded pressure. I don't know. What, what do you think about it? So I was surprised that he said, yes, he was ready. Um, okay. Because he seemed more sure about it. And, and I feel mm-hmm. like, especially because we know that Brie leaves, I thought he was sure about it. When I think at that moment, he knew she wasn't the one. I don't think he decided that later. I just think like, there's just no way that he like legitimately was weighing the pros and cons of all three women. So when he's saying, yes, I'm ready. I feel like Brie could have easily taken that as like a, oh, you're ready with me. You know? So so it's what you're saying. It was a lot of pressure on him at the moment. And then I was so confused because you know, she's talked about not having her dad in her life either. Yeah, and then yeah. she says, I want my dad to be involved. So I thought she was going to say, I'm not ready to be engaged. And then she was like, yeah. but it's cool. Like, I'll still go for it. And I'm like, but you just said <laughs> you want the dad involved, but we don't know how involved your dad is in your life anyway. So yeah, she confused me. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. You know, um, she didn't really dive into, you know, um, her situation with her dad, but, you know, I, I would have liked to hear a little bit more of that, you know, she did say that, so I, I told, I could tell she was maybe holding back a little bit. She did say a couple of things, but I think that's something that they really could have bonded on, you know, as far as, um, you know, her explaining more of her situation with her dad, because she did say that, she wants him to be able to see the woman she is now. I think they definitely could have bonded over that. But like you said, at that moment, I think Matt knew that she wasn't ready, that she was, he's ready, but not with her. And, you know, after, you know, when he eliminated her, um, they sat down and they had that talk and he, you know, he said, it's nothing you did wrong, you know, but it's just one of those things, you know, he's got to go where his emotions and where his heart's leading him. And, you know, I, I, I just, I personally felt that it, it really wasn't going to be her whenever she said that, hey, I quit my job for this. I swear to God. I mean, I know that was quite a few episodes back, but I think that that was a lot. I think that was a lot. 
again with the lack of responsiveness you know he's like thanks for sharing and it's like yeah right I, I did want to mention, you know, on about Michelle's date, because she did say something, and I, I took a note on this. Yeah. She did say something that um, really stood out to me. And, you know, even though, you know, they might not have, um, you know, the best chemistry or, 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 you know, they might not talk much because they've only known each other for six weeks or whatever. Um, she said, staying in love, that, you know, that's really important. That's one of the things that you want to be able to talk about with your with your person, your spouse or whatever. Um, yeah, you can say I love you or you know, I'm in love with you, but talk about staying in love. How do you stay in love? You know? <laughs> that was big for me. Oh, for for sure, for sure. I mean, and that's um that's something a show never really dives into because it's always no. like the here and now and we're good and love yeah. wins and like, you know, we'll make it through whatever. Even Rachel said that. She was like, yeah. Know, it doesn't matter what it is we'll make it through and I'm like okay, right <laughs> you've just met that's great Michelle also said that it feels like home when when she's with them I like I said I personally don't think that they're going to end up together you know I'm, I'm rooting for Rachel but that's what you want in a relationship you want to be with somebody where you feel like you're home you know where you can just chill in silence and not feel awkward or feel pressured to have to continue to talk even though you know they their date was you know kind of strange and it involved a lot of food I think that there are a couple good things for you know people to take from that and, and as an audience you know take a couple things because you can learn some things from watching these shows okay so Zay are you married dating somebody what's your status well um there's a, a couple couple you know women I'm talking to I'm not married I, I don't have a fiance <laughs> no, I, yeah, I totally understand. I was just curious because, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, we're just talking about views on relationships. Could you get engaged after six weeks, do you think? No way. No <laughs> way. Absolutely not. I tell you what, and please don't hate me for this. And I hope the listeners don't hate me for this, but <laughs> I, I need at least a good year before I say I love you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Some people say it, you know, within uh, a short amount of time, like, you know, six weeks. And I, I'm just like, you need to learn a lot about, there's a lot to learn about somebody before you just jump in like that. What do you make of in the dating world? Do people say like the degrees of the love, you know, where it's like, I think I could fall in love with you. I am falling in love with you. I'm in the, I'm in the falling process of falling. Like the yeah. whole falling in love thing on the show. I, I complain yeah. about all the time because it, it, it doesn't mean anything. It you doesn't. can always be in the process of falling in love with someone. Exactly, you can be, yeah. That's a good way to put it. You know, I never thought about it like that. But yeah, you can always be in the process of falling in love. Okay, I've been in love probably a good six times. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I know how it goes. You know, I'm, I'm going to be 34 in two months. And um, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, dating back in high school, you know, when I was a sophomore or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, I've been in love, you know, before, um, but you just got to be able to know what that weight carries because you, you, there's, it's hard. To, it could be lust, you know, it could be lust. And so it's hard to differentiate the two. These, these girls could be in lust with Matt or something, you know, he's the bachelor. He's on national television. Everybody's going to see him, you know? And so 
Right. No, I a hundred percent agree. These girls, you can't possibly be in anything more than lust because at the end of the day, exactly. this guy looks great on paper. He looks yeah. great in person. The only thing that needs work is his fashion. I can't stand <laughs> the way he dresses. What do you think about his fashion? Because I feel like this was one of the worst episodes yet for his clothes. I, I, I definitely could uh, 86 the turtlenecks. <laughs> I will definitely 86 the turtlenecks, um, but you know it's uh, and the the skinny jeans. You know I I don't know how how people can fit into those. I never hopped on that fad. You know the skinny jean fad. Um, but you know another thing that I was wondering because I actually thought about this when I was watching. Like, is it production who dresses them, or do they choose, or do, does he choose his own clothes? So he has like a stylist, but I can't uh-huh. imagine that the stylist is putting him in something that he's not at least a little bit comfortable with. Right, right. You know, like you're not gonna you're not gonna completely change his look. Yeah, um, yeah. I just want to know the last time you wore a suit that exposed your ankles. <laughs> Never. <laughs> but the last time I saw somebody that did that was Michael Jackson, and he had the shiny socks on. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's the only one that I. I think can get away with it. <laughs> I mean, when he rolled up to that rose ceremony and gets out, yeah. and, you know, from the top, you know, it's like the 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 jacket's tailored perfectly. I liked yeah. the brown, you know, yeah. the tie I thought was nice. And then the pants yep. are like a 32 inseam on a six, oh, seven God. guy. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> Could they just not find the right pants for him? Cause he's so tall. I only see ankle pants on The Bachelor. I've never once walked around the Quad Cities and seen anyone with their ankles. With Neither the have I, actually, now that I think about it. Neither and it's not like I. we're the most fashionable community, but... Right, that's the Quad Cities. We're from Iowa, you know, Corning yeah. Cow. People aren't worried too much about how they look, you know? <laughs> I don't think, anyways. <laughs> so Matt shows up in his ankle pants. Um, all the women look unbelievable at yeah. uh, the final mm-hmm. rose ceremony they're all in black yeah. michelle gets the first rose yeah yeah did you feel like you knew right at the start of that rose ceremony who was going home matt's relationship with michelle and rachel is stronger than him and breeze you know even though they do have that banter and they do have that laughter um but i could see that the emotional connection was not there yeah you know it might have been there a little bit but it wasn't as strong as Rachel's or Michelle's, you know? Well, yeah, because I mean, at the end of the day, Brie had a nice date with him, but that certainly is not, it's like if you had only watched this episode, you might've thought they were better, but Mm -hmm. you know, watching the whole season, you know, he's just, he's not into Brie the same way that she's into him. That's right, that's right. And, um, you know, I I just think, you know, personally for me, in my opinion, I just think there was too much pressure. You know, I think there was too much pressure. With Rachel, I, I definitely see that, you know, he is more engaging with her and, and, um, and, you know, they, it's a lot, a lot, it's lighthearted, you know, it's not super heavy. Um, but I really like how Rachel expressed herself when they were on that date. Um, and she pretty much told him that, you know, she's all, all, she's all in, you know, she's, she's, she's all in. And, and I definitely think that uh, she is, it's unfortunate. Now we're, we're hearing about a lot of drama right now. You know what I mean? Surrounding Rachel. If you want to get into that, we can. I, yeah, it's up to you, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm interested to hear your opinion on it. I haven't really talked about it much because I've been sort of waiting 
I've been waiting yeah. to see how the show talks about it. And they haven't, you know, yeah. they sort of can't. And they've been doing like, we just saw Chris on um, GMA talking to Michael Strahan and um, bottom line, it's a difficult conversation to have. It really is. And, you know, I think this is, I think for the show and one reason why they haven't really said much about it is because this is uncharted territory. Yeah. Rachel, she was, caught you know in a you know taking a picture at an antebellum party I can definitely see how that's you know can, can be offensive because I'm you know I'm a black guy and one thing that Rachel Lindsay said that really stood out to me and and um and I hope you know a lot of other people took note of this too is she said now what would I mean if I went to that party you know what would I represent you know boy that was a lot it's like yeah that's true so you know, it's 2021. And I think that, and look, I'm not gonna, I'm not echoing what Chris Harrison said, because he said, was this not a good look in 2018 or 2021? Um, I personally feel it doesn't matter what year it was, it's not a good look at all, you know, but I question in between that time, whether Rachel has grown as a person or not. I, in my opinion, I feel like she has, because I don't see why she would be on the show you know, with the first Black Bachelor and expressing all these feelings that she has for him if they weren't real. You know, she was, so it's like, why subject yourself to, to that type of situation if you like to go to antebellum parties and do all these other things, you know, that in the public eye is not good. Chris Harrison made it a lot worse, you know. He made it a lot worse. And, you know, he was saying things that, you know, were unbelievable. Um, I, I, really commend Rachel Lindsay for being able to hold her head high and keep her, keep her, you know, her 10 toes on the ground the whole time that he was talking because he was saying some pretty offensive stuff. And, but one thing I think Rachel should have done would be to get out in front of it the next day, you know, make a video the next day or, or the same day you hear it come out, like stay on top of it because um, I, I, I'm definitely sure that, you know, she's got a publicist or, or whatever, um, somebody telling her what to say and what to do and how right. to navigate well, this. She should have the backing of the show yeah. at the very least. The way I saw it was that it was like brewing on TikTok for a while. And so okay, I wonder yeah, if yeah. I wonder if the strategy was like, just leave that over on TikTok and no one will actually really notice yeah. or care. And then by the time mm -hmm. people noticed and cared, it was way too late. Yeah, I definitely think that... Um, they, they should have gotten out in front of it. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed that a lot of um, when, when situations like this happen, even though, even though uh, this is, you know, it's more isolated because this is uncharted territory, you know, it's happened on The Bachelor. But with just like publicity in general, they hope to not, they say, they don't say anything and then they just hope it just blows over, you know? And I think that that was something that the producers and, you know, uh, and their publicists, Rachel's publicists, that's what they're used to. And that's probably how they've been trained to, you know, handle these types of these types of uh, situations. But I think in this situation, that wasn't a smart move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the other thing that I was really curious about is, and I think uh -huh. we'll have answers in the next episode, is yes. Matt, when, when the Rachel story first breaks, Matt releases okay. a statement that's pretty benign. It doesn't say very much. It just says like, you know, watch my journey, you know, all is well. Yeah. And then yeah. by the time he releases that second statement, that second statement, mm -hmm. he is very upset. 
and he appears yeah. to have re-looked at his entire season with different eyes mm -hmm. and he's now feeling very negatively from what I could gather about yeah. his whole time on the show so I want to know like what happened mm -hmm. during that time what was it just mm -hmm. the Rachel revelations that that changed his mind or mm -hmm. was it feeling like all along he couldn't trust Chris you know and he had kind of like had these emotional yeah. moments with Chris and now he's feeling like hey this guy maybe is somebody that I can't trust I mean what do you yeah. think happened between those two statements did you read them both um I I gotta be honest I didn't read them both it's important I take the time to address this information la la la, la. um yeah. The reality is that I'm learning about these situations in real time, and it's been devastating and heartbreaking to put it bluntly. Chris's failure to receive and understand the emotional labor that my friend Rachel Lindsay was taking on by graciously and patiently explaining the racist history of the antebellum South, a painful history yeah. that every American should understand intimately, was troubling and painful to watch. As Black people and allies immediately knew and understood, it was a clear reflection of a much larger issue that the franchise has fallen short on address for years. This moment has sparked critical mm -hmm. conversations, raised important questions, and resulted in inspiring displays of solidarity. It has also pushed for me to reevaluate and process what my experience on The Bachelor represents, not just for me, but for all contestants of color, especially the Black contestants of this season and seasons past, and for you, the viewers yeah. at home. When you're in the midst of, you know, doing a show like that and you're filming, you know, Matt's never been through this process before. So he never, he never really knew what to expect. Um, so, you know, he's just, he's just going through this um, as, as, as things happen. And um, I think now that since he's had a chance to watch the episodes and see how so much of his season focused centered around drama, I think that he definitely did reevaluate, you know, what his place was on this, you know, in this situation. And um, that's a very, very powerful statement. You know, what he made that second statement. I, I personally, you know, with bachelors, they have, they have to have a, a close relationship, you know, with Chris Harrison. Yeah. And so they open up to him and they trust him. And I think that that's something that Matt did. And, you know, after he saw, you know, Chris Harrison's interview with Rachel Lindsay, he's like, wow, I can't, I can't trust this guy. Like I thought I could. And I just think it's unfortunate at, for the, the, this season as a whole, you know, him being the first Black Bachelor, that this is the result of it, you know. Th this is how, you know, the majority of people are going to see it now, you know. Yeah, that, that the fact that Rachel went to that party, you know, uh, she should have never gone there, you know, in the first place. You know what I mean? And so, you know, but, but the weird thing about that is, for me, is like, I'm just questioning her intentions now because that was in 2018 it's not okay then it's not okay now but it's like either she made a, a complete 180 or she turned a new leaf or or uh she's the best liar in the in the world you know what i mean but you know i, I don't know it's a sticky situation and i think all of that combined has really you know gotten matt a little down in the dumps you know i don't think matt wanted his season to be you know, like disrupted by exactly. all of this drama and where he feels right. like, where he feels like all of this is overshadowing the journey that he was on. Right. And I think, I think the other criticism of the show is definitely like, you can't just put a black guy on as the bachelor and call it good, you know? Right. Exactly. And, I, and, I, and I think that's what people are saying. They're saying like, 
great glad you did that but like change happens in every episode in every interaction and with every contestant that you bring on this show yeah i you know i definitely do agree with that um there's been you know a a lot of controversy you know with with the show because it's been 25 years and there's never been a black bachelor on there you know and um yes we had we had uh you know two black bachelorettes uh taisha and Rachel Lindsay, and they, they're phenomenal, you know, they're phenomenal, and that was, that was a big turning point, too, for the franchise, but if, if they're really, they're really, I think they're listening to their audience, you know, for this season, you, you just, you can't just throw a Black Bachelor on there, and just call it good, you know, let's, let's see, let's realize what this means for the franchise, you know, let's take hold of this, and, and, and go forward with it, you know, don't just do it, and think that, oh, we don't have to do anything else, you know, yeah, so what what does the franchise need to do at this point, do you think, to do better? First of all, to make up for some hurt that they've caused. And now, like, like yeah. how does this show move forward? Because, like, it's, it's not looking great right now. Chris's whole situation, he, he's stepping aside, you know. Um, I think that was the right move. Um, I definitely think, you know, his apology... He, he takes it seriously because he's been on the show for 25 years, you know, and that's a long time. It's like his baby, you know, but it's, you know, he's taken some time apart from the show. And uh, like I said before, it's, it's tough for, you know, to see the trajectory on where the show needs to go because it's uncharted territory for them. Um, they have had multiple opportunities lately to kind of set the record straight and, and say that, Hey, no, we're not okay with this. We're not okay with any form of racism, you know, like get out in front of it, you know. Uh, yes, it could be a PR disaster, but that's just how I view it. Get out in front of it the moment it happens. Stop trying to sit there and, and think that, okay, well, let's do it like this. How do we do this? Maybe we should um, just not say anything for a little while. No, just like get out in front of it, address the issue and and be better, you know. Start, start doing things um, that are gonna show you know, other communities, you know, um, not just the black community, but people, communities of color that you care and you're listening. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you said you're rooting for Rachel. You feel like it's Rachel. Knowing what we know about Rachel. Yeah. What, what the heck is Matt supposed to do? I could try to put myself in his shoes. You know, you know, I, he said that he, he was falling in love with Rachel. Um, if I felt that same way about a girl and, and then, I found out that, you know, she has this kind of past. There is a part of me that would definitely leave a bad taste in my mouth for sure. But then there's the part of me where, where it's like, okay, well that happened, but now you're, you're, you're really into me. You said that you love me. You're all about me. I'd be pretty confused. Um, and I know Matt's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders because he doesn't want to upset the African-American community, number one, you know, and I know there's a lot of people in the Caucasian community too who, who are, you know, rooting for Matt as well. Um, but that's just the thing. It's a very sticky situation to be in. Um, I personally think that if he does choose her and this has happened, oh boy, I don't know how to, how to say this. Like, I don't know if I would break up. I would take some space. I would take some time away. I yeah. would take some time. I would say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I, I, I'm falling in, I've fallen in love with you. Um, I really care about you and I know you care about me, but we need to figure out what's really going on here and we need to let some things calm down 
um, before we really try to give this a shot again. Yeah. For now, just take some space. I don't know. What do you think? I feel like if I was her, I would want uh-huh. him to be like, I know her, I love her, and she's yeah. clearly not a racist. Like, look at her. Here she, exactly. like, here yeah, she is. Like, like, right. And then, and then if he doesn't say that, mm-hmm. then I'm like, you're not going to defend me? Like, uh. why wouldn't you defend me? Do you not care about me? So like, from her perspective, right. it's hard for her because she's like, hey, tell everybody I'm not a racist, please. And then maybe he's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. She definitely wants that validation because like I said, I don't think she would have put herself through all of that drama and allowed herself to open up and, and be vulnerable and feel this way about Matt if she was racist, you know? And so I definitely think that she wants him to support her you know, if they, if they do end up together or not, but, um, and, uh, yeah, he definitely, she definitely wants him to support her, but then again, he's confused, you know, it's just, it's one of those situations yeah. where it's, it's really hard to make the correct decision, you know, it could be yeah. like a double-edged sword, it could go either way, you know. Yeah, you know, and I mean, at the end of the day, we don't know these people, and we don't know, like, yeah. what, like, what has shaped their worldview and everything, but, you know, mm-hmm. maybe for Matt, it would come down to just, the aspect of trust sort of like maybe like the issues exactly. with his dad where yeah. he's like look like I, I I believed in something and I believed in you and us and and now yeah. like you're saying like I just need to back up from all of it because now now I'm now I'm uh, scared right right yeah and, and that trust that I'm, I'm really that's a great word that you brought up it's um he's he's been let down quite a bit yeah. in this season you know and now that it's over you know he's put up that statement um he's he's seeing things in a different light because he's now seeing the show and you know and the drama that went on with it it's uh one of those things where it's just you know he trusted his dad he you know he's like dad you know i i trusted you but you betrayed me and my mom you you know you stepped out and and you weren't there for a part of my life so that was an issue for him and he's trying to rebuild that but then we have on the flip side, the situation with Rachel too, you know, and he's finding all this out now. I definitely think that, you know, uh, trust is a big thing. And I think that he's been let down quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. Good point. I appreciate yeah. you having this conversation with me. Oh, thank you. I, I, I I'm glad to be here. <laughs> so yeah, so next week is the big finale. I'll be anxious to see what yes. happens. In the mm-hmm. meantime, where can people follow you and like learn more about your band and check you out? Okay. Well, they can follow me on all social media platforms um, at I am Zay Music. That's I am Z-A-Y Music. Uh, I've got my EP that I just released on iTunes, Apple Music, Spotify. It's on all social media platforms right now. Feelings is my single. I'm going to be doing some, uh, I got a couple shows this weekend, so um, and so, yeah, you know, and hopefully, hopefully make something happen around here. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Thank you. Uh, this has been so great. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so You're much. You're welcome. Hey, and I would love to be on again if you'd have me. <laughs> oh, God. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. A big thanks to Zay for volunteering to be a guest recapper on a mother level. Your bachelor bonus. Jillian Mayen will be with me next week. She started the Bachelor recaps for Matt James this uh, season. 
So she will be finishing up with the finale that airs next week. So look for that. A brand new episode of On a Mother Level is also out. So I hope you will listen to that as well. Thank you for listening and thank you for sharing with a friend. See you next week.